Welcome to episode three of Success Busting, the podcast that goes behind the Insta feed and polished press release to dig out the real story behind our overnight successes. Welcome back. Well, if you're listening to this in the future, I'm afraid we are still in lockdown. It's actually been really nice to have these conversations, uh, recording this podcast while we are in lockdown. I feel like we have a really different um, like perspective on the world. So it's been really nice to catch up with these people when we've got no like, oh, I need to be here, I need to be here, I need to jump off the call at this time. And so this week, I am speaking to the wonderful Amy Layton, who at the age of just 28, which is so young to me, <laughs> has achieved so much. She starred um, in BBC dramas, she's been on Netflix, she is a very, very talented actress. Now she's a speaking and presence coach alongside her acting work which you'll hear more about later so Amy helps people um, feel more confident in front of the camera and when they're speaking so I thought she would be a brilliant guest to get on the show for many reasons which we go into in the podcast but one she's got this kind of bio of having starred on BBC and Netflix and the things we kind of consider as successful benchmarks. But now she's doing this coaching work, really, really helping people to feel more confident and feel um, like they're striving towards their successes. So I thought it'd be an interesting story. Just before we get stuck in, a quick note to let you know that the doors to the Ecom Growth Hub are still open. That's our training program where we work with you to really grow your Ecom brand. We've got over 150 brands in there and some of the results are quite honestly phenomenal. I'll put the link in the show notes. Please do check it out if you have a product business and you're looking to grow it. It's definitely the place to be. Let's get stuck in. Hi, Amy. How are you today? Hello. I'm all right. I'm not too bad. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us. I know um, I'm sure you've had plenty of other places to be during lockdown. <laughs> it was a, a diary clash of us having to be everywhere. <laughs> How are you coping with lockdown? Do you know what? Now we're a few weeks into it. What are we, six, five, six weeks into it now, I think? Yeah, feels um, like forever. Oh my gosh, I know. It feels weird to actually have once upon a time lived in a world where I didn't have to queue to go to a supermarket or, I know, you know, I was allowed out more than once a day. Um, yeah, yeah. But isn't it crazy how quickly we get used to how like adapt to situations? Absolutely. Absolutely. Scary, isn't it? And yeah, kind of adapting to this new normal. Yeah. Now in that I have like, like a bit of anxiety when I have to go out. I think, Oh God, I don't really know if I want to be around people. I know. And, yeah, yeah, it's strange, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, exactly so the same. Strange. It's so bizarre. But I guess so at least strange. we're getting used to it. That's all you can say. <laughs> yeah, we are. We certainly are. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. It's a real um, pleasure to have you on the podcast. Oh, no, thank so I'm you. Gonna, no, I'm going to start off where I always start and ask you, Amy Layton, mm. are you successful? Oh, my goodness me. Um, mm. What a question. And you know what? <laughs> I was so 
nervous about ask, answering this question for some reason. <laughs> I guess it's it's, that. it's a real tricky one, isn't it? It is. It's so hard. And I guess it's that real British thing as well of not necessarily celebrating your successes too. Yeah. Um, yeah like inside you're like, yes, I'm a badass bitch. I'm successful. <laughs> I'm this. And then someone asking you're like, oh, I don't know. Maybe. Do you think I am? <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I guess it's it's what what is the definition of of success, and where does that success come from? Does it come from your inner feeling of success, or do you look to all the external factors for success? Yeah, or do you, are you do you only think you're ex- successful if other people think you're successful? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and is, yeah. It, is it other people's validation? that makes you successful as well. So what is it for you? Oh, well, <laughs> I was I was thinking about it and I guess depending on different meanings of success. I mean, I have I I'm I'm very lucky in that, you know, myself and my other half, we we own our house and we have a car and you know we're 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 locked down engaged um we got engaged oh, yeah you did class. congratulations thank you yeah. um so we're trying to we're trying to plan a wedding in the middle of lockdown which is bizarre because you can't confirm yeah. anything so it's all very no. strange and um, you're, you're planning the wedding and everyone else is cancelling theirs absolutely yeah oh. yeah and you're trying to book venues and you can't even you know properly put down deposits because you haven't been to see the venue or anything like that it's yeah all very or even strange. dates like even people dates. don't even we don't even really know when we'll be back to whatever normal is I know do I know so it's it's I mean so in that way I guess you know that kind of expectation of of what it means I mean I'm I'm 28 and I guess that expectation of what it means to to be around that age traditionally Mm, yeah um I guess in that way I'm I'm very fortunate to to be successful um and then yeah even to sorry to interrupt but even to to own a house at 28 these days is is rare I would say yeah like that's a pretty big deal Yeah. yeah yeah totally and I mean you know, I, I am very, I'm so lucky in that sense. And it's not something that I ever saw myself being able to do, um, in all honesty. So that's that's been a real massive achievement for me. I bet. Yeah. So that must that must make you feel successful regardless of anything else. If it like that's quite a statement to say it's not something I ever thought I would be able to do. Mm. Like owning a do you mean owning a house or owning a house at twenty eight? both <laughs> oh really wow yeah, yeah. So that, that must make you feel successful but like it must have been a great feeling kind of signing the the mortgage and getting the keys and all that practical stuff yeah yeah completely completely um and to have that that kind of stable base that is your home and you're not having to move from one place to another year after year after year because yeah, yeah. that gets exhausting in itself oh yeah it really does yeah it's yeah. so exhausting so no I mean in that in that respect um yeah I guess I guess I am successful there um in what your traditional sense of it might well be yeah um and then I guess looking at the other side of things so looking at personally and and professionally I mean, I have an acting background. That's kind of where I've come from. And then yeah. my business has grown out of 
a couple of things, I guess. So it's grown out of, first of all, the need to be able to put food on the table when I'm not acting. Yeah, um, yeah, right. That's a huge issue for actors, isn't it? Yeah. That kind of downtime, yeah. Totally, totally. And I mean, I spent years when I first graduated from drama school um, working, doing temp work, um, doing admin work, doing bar work, catering work, any kind of work that I could get my hands on that was flexible. Yeah. Um, but it meant that I ended up working at minimum wage for so long. Mm. Um, and I guess the initial need, like the, the primal need to set up my business was, was there because actually I recognized that I, it wasn't sustainable for me. And I needed to be able to have something of my own that I could do for myself um, mm. that would help other people, but also allow me to be able to to put some food on the table and make my my life easier. Yeah. Um, and then it, it grew was... out of that that wanting, as I mentioned, to help other people and be successful in doing that too. Yeah. So, so now your, your business is um, centered around helping people like public speaking and feeling comfortable in front of the camera and stuff, which is such a clear path from your acting, isn't it? But did you, was it that you kind of fell out of love with acting or you just fell out of love with that in work, out of work kind of situation? It was very much falling out of love with the in work, out of work situation that happened I mean don't get me wrong I still love acting and I still love creativity um and you know my my love of acting kind of came from a love of learning about other people and learning Mm. about other people's stories and all the history and the politics and the drama and everything that comes alongside that yeah. Um, so I, I guess it's the love of acting is still there very much so. And, you know, if if ever auditions come up, then I still go for them. Um, but it's also recognising that actually in order for me, I guess coming back to your question, in order for me to feel successful in what I'm doing, because so much of that acting work is about rejection, as, as horrible as that sounds, you know, a lot of it is about rejection. Oh, it must be. Yeah, it must be awful. So much so. And, you yeah. know, 99, 99% of the auditions you go to, you won't get because it's such an oversaturated industry and there's so much competition around it. Yeah. Um, and so for me to have that feeling of self-worth and that feeling of success and kind of self-accomplishment as well, it was where I need I needed to be able to set up something of my own and and not rely on the work coming in from other people but yeah something you can control yeah yeah it's so interesting though isn't it because I think in the oh there's a few different things aren't there but I think in the traditional sense of success and so in in the kind of what we used to deem as success perhaps Mm -hmm. And in the modern kind of condensing everything down into a bio, you know, you're an actress, you've been on BBC, Netflix, you've got all these things that would make people go, 
that's so successful like that's that's crazy success isn't it that's what we reckon these kind of benchmarks these institutions we recognize as being successful being kind of associated with them yeah but actually what you're saying which what's bringing you the um stability and that kind of feeling of success is doing something completely on your own that you're building from the ground up absolutely yeah it's crazy isn't it (laughs) crazy how like things have just changed so much and often these these kind of benchmark things that we are and I I see it in um people that have these kind of um huge like Instagram followings and stuff and your perception is wow they must have done something amazing Mm. they must be doing so well and when you kind of dig behind it I remember once reading about um who was it? It was someone that had come off a reality show and they'd done quite well out of it, but it had tapered off quite quickly. And they were like, what do I do now? I can't go and work in Tesco. Yeah. You know, like literally, what do I do? I've had a taste of it up here. Now I'm skin and penniless. And it's almost this, you must have seen this a lot, this kind of veneer of success, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, the veneer of success. And I guess this kind of runs, I guess for everybody as well, that that feeling of needing to show success on the outside, mm. even if on the inside, actually, you're you're feeling far from it. And I get... But that's so impactful on, like, mental health mm-hmm. and and self-esteem and all sorts, isn't it? That's totally. it's quite dangerous, isn't it? Totally. And, I mean, I am, and certainly in the past, I've been so guilty of somebody saying, how are you doing? And me going, yeah, 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 I'm absolutely fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, everything's good. Yeah, life's great. <laughs> yeah, and you're, it's and, really you know, hot. five minutes earlier, I was crying around the corner because, you know, I didn't yeah. get that audition and, you know, I wasn't able to put food on the table for that meal and this and that and the other. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, I guess this, there's that kind of external perception of success. And then and that, what's going on inside. It, Exactly. And the and it's so it's important in a way like that external per- perception does matter, doesn't it? Because mm. that's us marketing ourselves and our business. But then where does our personal I was talking to um, a coach a while ago that runs like a design um, kind of design coaching business. Mm-hmm. And she has a lot of high profile clients and high profile as in big business, kind of big followings on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And they were going through like, there was a real tough time, you know, in the last year, there's been a couple of real, really difficult patches for people. And they were saying to her, I can't, I can't talk about this stuff. You know, I can't shatter this illusion of, of me being this successful person that people think I am, I am now the brand. Yeah, you know, I can't, I can't be me and vulnerable. Even yeah. in stories where people think it's a bit more, it's okay to kind of be yourself a bit more, isn't it? Mm. Mm. They just can't do that, and I, I just think it's such an interesting concept that we've kind of backed ourselves into this corner where we have to portray this, this kind of image of success. Or, or do we? Mm. Oh, yes. And even, I guess, with stories as well, it's even little things like using filters. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? You know, if, so for example, you've not got any makeup on that day, but you're doing stories, which, you know, for some people is a really big thing in itself. 
And then, I mean, I'm guilty of it. And I'm sure loads of other I'm people so are. I'm so guilty of this. <laughs> I'm so... I was literally just watching my story. I was trying to flick through to one that I'd just posted up um, tagging my friend. Yeah. I wasn't just sat there watching my stories. And I'd, and this morning, so I've like, I'm really getting into like skincare during lockdown. I've really been trying really hard. Mm. And I did a row of stories with the, I always used to think, why are people using these bloody dog filters and stuff? And then I realised why. My God, your skin. So I've just done my skin this morning, but I haven't put any foundation on. So I used the like, I don't know which, the kitten filter or something. Okay. And I was chatting chatting away. And then the next one was about skincare. So it was like filter, filter, filter. Then just a close up of my actual skin. <laughs> I was horrified. I was like... Who is that person? I don't recognise that person. (laughs) (laughs) But this is where, like, don't you think this is where the whole, you know, kids injecting stuff and messing their faces up and, you know, like, isn't that where all that comes from? Yeah, and that, that kind of need to be something you're not. Because, like we can do that now can't we we can do like what's the the face tune app and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. all that stuff we can just make ourselves look like something we're not yeah completely I mean you must see it in the acting in the in the like entertainment industry it's rife isn't it like this kind of um like we're veering off a bit here aren't we but like the whole body dysmorphia thing and the whole you know insecurities about how you're looking because I guess some people some like casting is is based on how you look isn't it often oh absolutely absolutely I mean sometimes especially for commercials um you go to an audition and as soon as you walk into the room if you don't look the part or you don't look like the image they've got in their head of that person that they want to to cast, then you're automatically out. Mm. Even before you started out. Isn't it? Yeah, it's so tough. So tough. Or, you know, you'll go to an audition and sometimes there'll be seven other carbon copies of you. And it's oh, God. bizarre. It is Yeah, because so then you're bizarre. like, now what are you judging me on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're like, you know, are you, everybody here is five foot three with blonde hair. You know, what, what is it in particular that you're looking for? Because we all look pretty much the same. And that's oh. terrifying as well, that that competition too suddenly becomes from looking the same as each other. It's weird. So how how do you develop the, like, you need a thick skin to survive in that industry, don't you? Mm. How do you, how do you develop that? How do you, or or is it just pretending to be okay with it? Like, are you ever really okay with being told you're not, you're not right or you're not good enough for that part? I think, I mean, when you first start doing it, I guess it's like anything, you know, going to interviews or, or um putting yourself out there online as well I guess the first time that you get somebody saying you're not right you know you're not right for this or you know you're you don't look the right way yeah because that's not something that naturally you can control no um and I use the word naturally on purpose yeah um (laughs) you know that's that's tough 
Yeah, because even though you're, they're saying you're not right, I guess what you're hearing is like, you're not good enough or you're not pretty enough yeah. or you're not, yeah. 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 And especially if you're kind of, I mean, as I was when I first graduated from drama school, if you are early 20s, I mean, how mm. old was I when I finished drama school? 21? If you come out at the age of 21 and you're or younger, because actually I took a gap year, so some people were younger than me who were in yeah. my year, if you're coming out and you're being told at that age that you don't look good enough or you don't look right or, you know, your nose is too big or your hair isn't blonde enough, then that's really hard. Really hard. Really hard. I mean, I guess I guess your hair isn't blonde enough. You could be like, okay, give me an hour. I'll be back. <laughs> 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 but your nose, you know, I mean, would you literally get that that kind of level of, of feedback? I mean, it would certainly not necessarily your agent wouldn't necessarily filter that through. Um, but because so much of it is on looks and the way that you even get invited in for an audition in the first place is through your headshot. Yeah, um, you know, something like that sometimes would come into play for it. Um, especially Ooh. if, so say, I'll give you an example. So say for example, the, um, you mentioned on my Instagram profile that I've got actress and then I've got BBC Netflix. Mm. And there I was so, so fortunate to be cast in a, in a series and they were specifically looking for somebody who looked like a young version of Tony Collette. Oh wow. Um who was Tony Collette was playing the main character and they were looking for somebody to play a younger version of her character. And it just so happened by some sort of miracle that I was so so fortunate to get cast as that person. Yeah. Um but you know there were so many other people as well who also went for that who straight off the back of just their headshot or their audition will have been told or you know will have been rejected for that audition because they didn't look mm. right they didn't yeah because the they right didn't way. look like a young Tony Collette yeah so okay. so what's the what's the the part in acting that you can control them what's the difference between you know someone that kind of does a few bit parts and then and then never really makes anything of themselves. And then the person that like ends up in Hollywood and is it just tenacity? Is it just keeping on and having that thick skin? Or is there that kind of nepotism that we hear? You know, what what would you attribute the, the, the difference to? I guess it's, I mean, it's, it's first of all, I guess it's controlling what you can control. Mm. Um, because so much of it is external factors and so much of it is being in the right place at the right time and knowing the right people. Mm. Um, so I guess the thing that you can control is your mindset and yeah. what you go in with. And, you know, that, that, that tenacity, as you say, and how you, whether you keep bouncing back and whether you keep going back, or whether at some point you go, actually, do you know what? This is fine. This is not for me anymore. Um, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna move on and I'm gonna do something else with my life. Which is and do you, totally fine. 
yeah absolutely yeah. it is is like powerful isn't it yeah. that's that's the powerful thing to do so do you feel that you're at that point or do you feel like okay I've got the the coaching business as something that's mine that I can control that's going to be my constant and I can grow and by having that I can keep the acting there to go back when something comes up that I fancy doing or something kind of lands on my desk that I, re- I really want to go for that opportunity mm. Yeah, completely. That's exactly how that it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, which is amazing, isn't it? Aren't we lucky? We live in a time where that's even possible. So lucky, <laughs> so lucky. So, um, talk to me about the coaching business. Tell me mm. about how, like, how does that work, and who who are you work like? How does that all work for you? And where 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 do you get your success from in terms of that? I guess your success is your client's success, isn't it? Yeah. So I. I mean, my main focus is working with people to get them to feel confident to be able to stand up and speak as themselves. Um, And that is, it's there because it's not something that I ever learnt. You know, growing up, it was not something that I was ever able to do, even though Mm -hmm. I was able to stand up and speak as a character. I was never able to stand up and, and speak as myself really yeah that's so interesting so what so I mean this sounds like a really obvious question but what is the difference because I know one you're pretending to be a character one you're being yourself but you still have to there's still the like you're stood in front of a camera and you're saying words and you're you know what is the fundamental difference there do you find I think when you're a character it's not you yeah weird kind of way because it's somebody else's words and it's somebody else's thoughts and feelings and opinions about things and mm. you're just simply the medium that that tells that story and gets it out to the world yeah so even though you could like mesh your lines up and get it wrong in that sense you can't I guess our ultimate judgment when it's us is what if I get it wrong what if someone thinks I'm stupid what if someone thinks I'm not worthy of kind of yeah talking on this subject yeah okay so it gets rid of that part of it doesn't it that kind of mindset part I suppose isn't it the imposter syndrome yeah yeah um and then when you're I mean when you're standing up as yourself obviously it's your own it's your own opinions and it's your own words yeah. And that that from my own personal experience and working with other people on it that can be really exposing and really vulnerable mm. to be able to do that. So what kind of what kind of issues do people come to you with? What would they they would say like I want help. I mean public speaking's huge now, isn't it? So and and very varied, isn't it? Whereas it used to be kind of stand on a stage, talk about this, do this presentation. Now there's well, podcast, pan, uh, you know, panel events, discussions, workshops, all of those things. Mm. So what are the kind of things that people come to you with? Like, what do they want help with? So I guess the main thing, generally speaking, um, when I start working with people, they tend to come to me saying, I have X, Y or Z coming up or, yeah. you know, I'm speaking at an event or... I've been asked to go on a podcast or I have been asked to uh, go on a, an Instagram live or a Q&A or something like that. Or yeah. I've been asked to um, give a wedding speech. And, 
they go, I don't know where to start. <laughs> I'm terrified and I don't know how to go about doing this. Can you help me? God. Yeah. And so I guess it comes back to that idea of vulnerability and showing up and, and putting your words across as you mm. um, and getting getting over any anxious anxious thoughts and feelings that can crop up. Yeah. And how, what's, what's the quickest kind of most, you know, if someone came to you, say someone messaged you Mm. on Instagram and they weren't kind of, they weren't paying you for a full session. You just wanted to cut straight to the point and just help them in one sentence. What would be the, the, the biggest shift you make for someone kind of in that, in that direct shot? Yeah. So I think the quickest thing that I tend to say to people is we can get so caught up in the in the feeling of I'm nervous, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, I'm nervous. And that fear can kick in. And so what I always say to people is, as opposed to thinking I'm nervous, if you shift that and say to yourself, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited, yeah. then you still have that energy there. But as opposed to it filtering through as nervous energy you then start to focus it into excited energy. Yeah. So you're using I, it and it's giving you that adrenaline rush, but actually you're you're pushing it through in a really positive way. Yeah. I do um, exactly the same with business. Right. Yeah. Replace like stressed. I'm so stressed with I'm so excited or or even I'm so lucky, you know, I'm so lucky mm. to be this busy. Like just channeling. Yeah, that's it's so effective, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's such a quick thing that can be done and it's so simple but actually something that a lot of the time we we forget to do Mm -hmm. we forget to do it so much and you know I love that idea of I'm stressed and changing it to I'm so lucky to be here and doing this and I guess we we take everything for granted so often that actually we forget to take a step back and recognize exactly what we do have going on for us and those successes that we are making yeah absolutely no I completely agree I think I think it's so important isn't this isn't it for us to like reflect on our own lives and even I was I was recording another podcast with um Lucy Werner and we were talking about how success is so relative to like where we are now what point we are in our lives what we've got going on around us rather than thinking am I successful to, you know, would, would someone else deem me as successful? Have I got like a million in the bank or, you know, whatever you perceive other people to perceive as success Mm. thinking in Lucy's case, I've got, I've got a really ill child, (laughs) you know, I've got all this stuff going on and I made my mortgage payments. So that's pretty damn successful, isn't it? You know, where we are right now in terms of like, for you so coming from that kind of in work out of work really unreliable unstable kind of actress life into building a business and a successful business whether whether you're where you want to be right now or on the path there that's success isn't it yeah yeah even just making that decision yeah completely and making that decision and having the I guess having the resilience and the the tenacity, which I've l- probably learned thinking about it from the acting world, um, and being able to to go for it and give it a go, and 
being absolutely terrified of it failing, but also, you know, recognizing that actually that's part and parcel of it as well. Yeah, definitely. Where do you see the business going, Amy? Where do you where do you want to grow it to? Like what would be I mean, success in any business is to have clients and have happy clients, isn't it? But if you were to think of like a successful business, where would that where would that take you? Where would where would it grow to? Ooh, um global domination. Um <laughs> of course. <laughs> Naturally. Um no, I guess I guess it's it's just continuing and I you know I don't have a specific image in mind but it's continuing to grow that idea and that feeling of being able to help people Mm. and being able to to allow people to reach their full expression yeah and I don't you know I I work I'm, I'm I'm quite emotive in the way that I work and so you know I I don't have kind of things that I want to smash and financial goals no. that I want to smash it's just more for me about that feeling at the end of the day when I shut my laptop I sit in front of the telly and I have my glass of wine you know do I do I feel like I have shown up again for myself and for the people that I'm working with yeah and if I have and if I continue to do so and I can continue to help more and more people, then for me, I guess that's success. Absolutely. And I think that is such an important point. Like, I think we're still kind of in that hangover from thinking success is, you know, a team of 100 and a million in the bank and, you know, a global brand and that kind of thing. But actually success for a lot of people and and there's a big part of me that I include in this is being able to do what I love from wherever I want to do it with with people around me that I know can help so in my case that's a team for other people it's like VAs and freelancers and that kind of thing and be able to help the people that I'm helping in the most effective way but Mm it's a real balance between that freedom like who wants to be working 24 7 anymore we just don't want it do we I mean we pretty much all of us are right now but after lockdown I am on that plane getting out of here you know (laughs) absolutely and I think it's so I think they talk about it a lot in the book company of one don't they about how you know it's not about growing these huge teams and managing people anymore maybe it's just about growing broader um, and being able to help more people and how how that allows you to live your life never Mm. mind the work-life balance it's it's all one thing isn't it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very much so very much so especially when you know like me you're working from home I don't know if you work from home as well generally I do right now (laughs) no we have we have an office but I do I I I must admit it's one thing I will be taking into my post-lockdown life is much more um not necessarily working from home but basing myself from the office less yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think it's just it's just where you get your work done isn't it it's where you feel happy and I'm very we have a team of like 10 now um and I'm like that with the whole team I don't it's not about bums on seats I don't really care where you are wherever you can get your best work done do it from there you know we we have our goals we know what we're trying to achieve and as long as they're as long as they're done then that's fine by me yeah 
Yeah, that's the most important thing, isn't it? Yeah, is it working at a desk or is it working at a sofa on a sofa? Which for some reason I am so much more so much more productive working on the sofa than I am at my desk. (laughs) I am, although I feel like six weeks on the sofa starting to take its toll now. I'm like, when I get up, I'm still like in that concertina shape. I have to like stretch myself out for a while. I think it's a sign of my age. (laughs) No, I'm exactly the same. I'm exactly the same. It always feels like a good idea when you sit down and then it's only when you get up six hours later. Yeah, you're like, vision. where has today gone? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> so I guess I guess to wrap up, what we're saying success is, is, is a mixture of like happiness and flexibility. Or is it, ju- is it just different for everyone? I think it might well be, you know. So we're never actually going to answer this question, are we? <laughs> It's just different for everyone. Yeah. And maybe that maybe that's how we find our people. Like the people that have the same kind of um if if we're saying that success is tied into kind of values and morals and perceptions and that kind of thing, maybe that's how we find our people that have the same expectations and experiences and and morals and Mm. I don't know, Mm. is that all linked? I guess it it must be. It must be because I guess it's it's your values that that brings people together in the first place regardless yeah. of whether it's business or not. Um so yeah, I guess that that must be what what brings a community together and allows you to connect with other people. It's fascinating, isn't it? I think I think we're in a time where all this is changing so much. It's like really kind of flipped on its head isn't it in terms of it doesn't really matter obviously like amazing that you've been on you know BBC and Netflix and that kind of thing but there's people on YouTube that are making millions aren't there so it's it's kind of flipped everything on its head hasn't it and the I'm saying this like I'm some old woman that's just found the internet I realize I realize YouTube's been around for a while but I think we're still in this like what's going on like these kids are talking (laughs) about you know people are watching these kids play Fortnite and they're making millions and it's just madness isn't it I never think I'm in the wrong job sometimes yes same Same. (laughs) there's like people on YouTube just like eating sandwiches and stuff getting getting mad like ad revenue from it it's just absolutely I could eat sandwiches for a living I'd be good at that. Maybe we should set up our own YouTube channel and eat some sandwiches. What happens? Think if if I got paid millions a month just to eat sandwiches, (laughs) that is success. We've just found it. That's the answer. Right, working towards from now on. Oh my god, Amy! Thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people um, find you? And I guess I reckon there'll be people listening to this, like. That's exactly what I need. I need to speak to this person. So how how is it best for them to to contact you? Yeah, so um, I hang out a lot on Instagram. Um, so my handle on Instagram is at Amy Layton. And then um, you can shoot over to my website as well and find out more about the stuff that I do. And that's amylayton.com. Fab. I will put all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Amy, for joining me. I will see you on Instagram real soon. I will see you there very, very soon. Thanks so much for having me. Take care. Thank you so much. Cheers. 
Thank you so much for that, Amy. What a great chat. It's so nice to dig behind the um, kind of image that we put out there, isn't it? And the stuff we're talking about every day online to really understand a bit about what's going on with that person. So, Amy, that was absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for the chat. I really enjoyed that. Thanks for joining me, everyone. Don't forget to tune in again next week. Please do subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on. And if you enjoyed it, please leave a little rating because it really, really helps other people find me. So I will speak to you next week. Have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye. Na 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 na